Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate rolling on until... 7 o'clock p.m. today. Fantastic to have you guys with us. Truly do appreciate you more than we could ever put into words. Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan to go to the Los Angeles Chargers. But why did that happen? Joining us right now is Heisman Trophy voter Brent Beard. So, Brent, I'm not sure if we'll ever hear all of the different variables involved in this decision other than that the flirtation Jim had year after year seemed to imply he was leaning in this direction, or maybe he missed the NFL, or maybe uh, he was tired of all of the stuff that he had to deal with as a college head coach that had nothing to do with football. Uh, That said, he's back with the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, If you were to give me, Brent, Jim's three biggest grievances with his position at Michigan, what would they be? Well... You mean uh, something beyond – well, I mean, obviously, number one is going to be uh, – uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he would disagree with the NCAA decision uh, on uh, stealing signs probably. Um, uh, the, I'm uh, talking about, Brent, like what uh, – what, why, why did he really leave, in your opinion? You know, was this uh, – you, you know, you read reports about – the relationship with some of the folks on the board at Michigan may not have been good, right? Like, what ultimately was the why behind he's no longer there? I think it's probably that, uh, and this has been circulating a little bit, that once you get, uh, once you either get a Super Bowl or you get close to it, it never leaves you that you want to do it again or, or get it done the first time. Um, so that that's that there's probably something to that. Unfortunately, what's happened now is it it really is easier to coach in the NFL than it is in the college ranks because you've actually got time off. You really basically only coach. Oh, I'm sure there's stuff you have to do that that or is rather mundane and uh, maybe somewhat ridiculous, but. Uh, that that's really the problem that you're getting guys going to the NFL that really should stay in or be in college uh, because of uh, the, the the schedule and how this stuff has gotten out of hand. But at the same time, I mean, look, these guys, I mean, they've got the they've got the influence and and the power to get some of this stuff changed, uh, such as their schedule in December, and they need to do that. But 
uh, I, I would say as far as your question, that that carrot out there of uh, of coaches either wanting to get a Super Bowl uh, or at least being able to play for one sometimes is, is a lot to overcome. What the audience may not know is that Brent Smith, uh, Brent, you send out um, a a list of talking points and notes multiple times a week that are absolutely fantastic. I mean, this is the most detailed, comprehensive uh, set of notes that I think anybody in this profession could hope for. And right at the very top, Brent, you have something about the Big Ten and the SEC actively talking about breaking away. And I'll let you get into that and get into some of what you're hearing there. But in your mind, if that does happen, will all of the teams currently in those conferences – get to come along and if not who do you legitimately see not being invited uh that's a great question um i think they probably will um particularly right now with the sec i mean people always ask well is vanderbilt leaving well Vandy's basically a charter member and that's not going to happen at least at least the things that that i have always heard the thing that we're hearing now, and this, guys, this used to be whispered in the hallway, but it's now being actually spoken of as a possibility by coaches and ADs and uh, certainly more in the media uh, is, frankly, and again, we don't know what the details of this is going to be, but you're hearing more and more about the real possibility that the Big Ten and the SEC realize that they are the big dogs and they've got the majority of the money uh, and they don't want other conferences that don't make their money to tell them what to do. So what do you do with this? Well, there's talk now of that there's actually, uh, and we don't know when this is going to be, could could it be tomorrow, Could, could it be in a year, five years, or ten years, that they may actually break away from uh, what we know now. And, and, and look, uh, Diesel, the reality is, uh, as long as all three of us have been in radio, we've heard something similar to this at one time. But it's getting more, and I'm curious if you guys are hearing the same thing, but, it, but it's getting more conversational. It's getting more that people aren't afraid to talk about it anymore like they used to, uh, and, and and people can see more now how it would be a possibility. Now, I'll throw this caveat in here real quick, is if if that happens, or, if, or even if there's serious negotiations about that, what the other conferences need to do who aren't the SEC and the Big Ten, they need to start talking, don't they, guys, and see what they can do in their own world informing their own playoffs in their own situation that that would help them instead of just reacting to something these other two bigger conferences do. Does any of this make sense? Most certainly does. Brent Beard, Heisman Trophy voter, joining us here on Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. Brent, I heard a national host mention that Michigan should go after Brian Kelly and I have no reason to believe Kelly would leave after two seasons in Baton Rouge, but there is always, shockingly, Brent, a major name 
that far sooner than any of us thought is willing to leave. Do you have a name in your mind that's a pretty big name that you think could jump ship at some point? Well, you hear a little bit, or at least he's mentioned um, uh, Lance Leopold at um, Kansas, uh, who I think's done. I think he's done an incredible job uh, with yes. that. Now, some of the other names you hear, like Dave Clawson, Matt Rule, and Matt Rule's not leaving Nebraska that this quickly. Luke, Fit, Luke Fickle been mentioned uh, in Wisconsin. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. But again, you know, and this is the thing with with Kelly too, and some of these other guys we mentioned. Would Michigan be their dream job, and and would they be thinking, okay, this may be the only chance in my lifetime that I've got to, that that I could go there? So do they abandon what they're doing? I, I don't think Kelly does. Um, I, I think he has done too much. Uh, with this program, and and one of the things that's really worth mentioning is what he's done with that staff. Uh, Defensively, they were abysmal last year, and and they they will have to be better this year, getting the Missouri defense coordinator, getting Bo Davis, the best defensive line coach in the nation from Texas, Corey Raymond from Florida, uh, he's back at LSU. So, I, I, and I talked to a Michigan media member last night, and we kind of hashed this out a little bit. Uh, and he thinks Moore, Sharon Moore, probably is going to get the job. You've got this smooth transition thing. But to your point, Mark and, and Diesel, I, I, I get the smooth transition stuff uh, and keeping the players there and so forth. But my thing to that has always been, I, okay, I get the smooth transition, but whoever does that, are they going to are they going to regret that decision in two or three years when they see their their assistant that's been promoted is way over his head? I'm not saying this is going to happen to more, but I know it happens and it's happened before. Brent, where are we with the Florida State uh, legal situation and the ACC? ACC has sued Florida Florida State. What I'm hearing is the, the the main thing they're trying to do at this point, they're more than determined to get out. And in their mind, it's a given uh, in, in a lot of ways. Uh, and talking to some FSU people, the main thing they're trying to do, I know there's like a $120 million exit fee, but someone who has more time than all three of us and probably better accounting skills uh, has basically come up with a figure of like $500 million that it would cost them all the way around to get out. Well, what they're trying to do now is, is look, even if you cut that in half, uh, it, it'd be worth uh, the, the negotiation. And that's kind of what you're hearing now is what's going on behind the scenes is somehow, uh, look, back channels or whatever, there's some negotiating going on to get that uh, exit fee uh, to something more reasonable. And look, the SEC is going to get their money or going to get money. Uh, there's no question about that. And, and again, uh, what? how far does this go? Uh, and, who, who, and who jumps quickly is the thing that is going to be so fascinating 
is that going to be Miami, North Carolina, Virginia, uh, Virginia Tech? Uh, the, those are all questions that it's going to be very fascinating to see answered. Brent Beard, Heisman Trophy voter, joining us here on Offsides, the fan upstate. Brent, on that note, um, if I was to ask you today, Clemson, Florida State, DJ Uyangalale, the game is in Tallahassee. Who is a favorite in that one, given what you know about both programs, both rosters at the moment? I, I'm just I, I'm I'm going back to this quarterback thing, Mark, and look, I appreciate Uncle Away and in, in, in the improvement that he made uh from one school to the next. My I'm still concerned about his accuracy, which is still in the fifty percent range, maybe fifty eight, fifty nine, something like that, and uh, that he has a tendency instead of putting some touch on the ball, uh, trying to throw it through the receivers. And those are things that uh, that he's got to really get better at. Uh, so I, I, would, I would almost go with, because of that, I, and as important as that position is, I would almost go with uh, Clemson in that game right now, uh, frankly, particularly with, uh, if we see by May that Clemson defensive line is going to be anything near what it was last year, um, so that 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 is my concern. I, I think I think Miami probably did maybe a little better in getting Cam Ward. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and look, I hope Uncle Lay has a really good year, and and they and they're able to play well again. If it's Jordan Travis. I'd go with Florida State, but 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 at this point, at uh, on one twenty six, which by the way is the anniversary of Coach Paul Bear Bryant's death. Uh, to throw that in real quick. I, I would uh, I'd go with that with um, Clemson. Brett, what is your all time favorite? And you can't say the swimsuit issues cover of Sports Illustrated. Oh, that's an all-time great question. Um, gosh, I, I would, um, I, you know, there, there. For me, it, it for me it it have to be something with um, college football. Um, I, I, you know, I remember, you know, some of the Gator. Covers when they won the national championship. Uh, that, I got that two of them up in my, in my office mind. right here, Brent. <laughs> Say that. What's that, Mark? <laughs> I got I got two of them right here in my office. I got you Gator remember that? Ball. Oh, well, obviously they, you do. And I got Gator Raid. Gator Raid when Chris Leak won the national championship. So I yes. got the basketball and football yes. national championships 2006 that happened back to back. I got them framed in my office right here. Yeah. Well, and that. Uh, and those, those were some of the ones I was thinking about, yes. Um, you know, uh, as much as anything else. Um, for some reason, I remember the, the, the that incredible story. But you guys remember Tony Mandrich? Um, yes, The lineman that was supposed to be uh, uh, the beyond Hulk. belief. Uh, and things just did not work out for him on a variety of reasons. I, I, I just remember that story and 
and and and all the attention that he got with that. You know, some of the Olympic um, covers were incredible. I'm really sad about that. I'll be honest with you. I I hope they can come back in some form or fashion. Because look, I, I, were you guys like me? I mean, we would almost run in the door on Friday afternoon after school uh, in junior high and high school because Dad had a subscription, and we knew it was coming in. uh, And besides grabbing a snack, uh, my twin brother and I almost fought over it when we came home. The the only the only issue Brent that did that for me I I run for nobody Brent except for the swimsuit issue I ran I fought I stole whatever yeah. it took for the swimsuit yeah. issue um, Brent I'll never forget this uh, I think I was twelve or thirteen mm-hmm. when I was a, when I was a, a wee lad my parents had Sports Illustrated for kids for me okay yes. so back then they had Sports Illustrated for kids then when I got to be twelve or thirteen they said like we think you can get the real Sports Illustrated now. And so the first year I had that, I didn't know about the swimsuit issue. I don't, maybe 12, 13, like I said. Yeah. And my mom gets the swimsuit issue out of the mailbox. And she's like, what's this? <laughs> From that moment on, Brent, I made a pledge to always get that issue first. I didn't want any more they... of these, what's this? Should yeah. our son be seeing these pictures? No, no, no. I intercepted that mailman before he ever dropped, dropped so, it off. So you every said, Mom, uh, I'm just doing you a favor because I didn't want you to have to walk so far to the mailbox and be able to pick that up. Let me let me throw this in here real quick. It wasn't – I didn't get it for the pictures. But you, if you guys remember, one of the greatest things we ever got, and particularly if you were a baseball fan, was the sporting news. The sporting news used yes. to be basically a, 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 a how would you describe it, guys? It was a newspaper almost, certainly a tabloid, and uh, I mean it, it had, my lord, it, it had like twenty, I don't know, ten to fifteen pages on, on virtually every sport that we loved, and it, we don't have that anymore. But I, but I remember growing up with that, and and it, look, we were. We were salivating over that just to get the nuts and the bolts, uh, particularly for college football. There was a little subsection in the sporting news that was called the fly, Brent, and that was yes. my favorite subsection. This guy, the fly, that would it was like sports mixed with comedy, and it was it was uh, it was hilarious. Just absolutely, <laughs> positively loved it. My friend, it is uh, it is always great catching up with you. We appreciate it as always. It always it, and it amazes me that we never lack for content oh, at no. any point during the season. So, no, no, that will never happen. It, listen, we never lack for contact before NIL and uh, Transfer Portal, uh, much less what we've got going on now, uh, which, is, which really is just um, uh, amazing. But, and, I, and thank you for the notes. I do that. I, listen, that's a labor of, of love. Uh, for me, and I send that out to, um, uh, as you know, a lot of my friends who do either radio or television um, because a lot of them don't have time to do it. And I work on that for basically a week. Uh, and and I'm, I'm sure uh, that, that, that you guys 
sometimes say, will this ever end? Uh, but there there are certain <laughs> yeah, weeks where I'll months. have 20 to 25 pages of notes uh, on college football and, some, and, and sometimes including college basketball. Not only do we not feel, Brent, that you are spamming us, but on a weekly basis, Greg go, uh, Diesel goes, Mark, you didn't send me my Brent Beard notes yet. Didn't send me my Brent Beard notes yet. That's a, that's a weekly conversation we have. Today, well, I sent them to him in the AM. I headed it off, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. We, we love it, brother. Thank you so much for doing that. You make us better hosts in the process. Glad to do it. Always glad to help, guys. Thank you so very much. Brent Beard, Heisman Trophy voter. You heard it. He's taking Clemson at Florida State for the dub. For the dub, what do you say? All right, my friends. Up next, there is a debate for the GOAT coach in the state of South Carolina. And the debate comes down to two. We'll have it with you next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are... The fan upstate. Awesome to have you guys with us, man. Truly do appreciate you. Happy Friday, one and all to you. Hope you have a fantastic weekend. Um, so I wanted to bring you guys into this, okay? If I said to you, who is the GOAT coach in the state of South Carolina? Current coaches, okay? Any sport, current coaches, but obviously... Um, the bigger the school, the higher the profile. I put bigger school coaches above smaller school coaches typically anyway. And the reason is, is I think it's harder to do it at a big school. You know, it's not that it's not impressive that Kalen DeBoer won in Division Two in low-level Division One. It's not that it isn't impressive that Jim Harbaugh won as a head coach of the San Diego Toreros. It is impressive. Okay, but it's not it's not as hard. You don't have as many as many plates in the air as you do at a place like Michigan. It's uh, it's a much different beast. It's a much different animal. Right. So to me, guys, and you are more than welcome, more than free to tell me that I am wrong. And uh, we open it up to you guys at seven one three zero seven on the text line and via the renewal by Anderson fan phone. 844-326-3663, we ask you the following, all right? The GOAT coach in the state of South Carolina, right now, who is it? 
All right, who is it? To me, it very simply comes down to Dabo and Don. Very simply. And here is where I'm going to ask you, are you wearing socks? Because I'm about to blow them off. Okay? This blew my mind. And now it is going to blow yours. Dabo Sweeney at Clemson has a winning has a record of 170 wins, 43 losses. He is 103 and 23 inside the ACC conference. Okay? 213 total games coached as of this moment. He has a winning percentage of 798. Dawn Staley, head women's basketball coach at South Carolina, has a record in Columbia of 420 wins, 106 losses. She has a conference record of 189 and 55. 189 and 55 is her record. Um, she, okay, and uh, as you look at this here, she has a conference record, uh, 189 and 55, as we said, okay? So, the, here's, here's what blew me away. The winning percentage of Dabo Sweeney at Clemson is 798. The winning percentage of Dawn Staley at South Carolina is 798. You've got to be kidding me. Dabo Sweeney has two national championships. Don Staley has two national championships. So who is better among the two? Your take, your call, your thoughts. And please challenge yourself not to simply vote along party lines. Please challenge yourself. Diesel, could you put a poll up for us here with those winning percentages? Dawn Staley, 798 at South Carolina. Dabo Sweeney is 798 at Clemson. So who is the best current head coach in the state of South Carolina? Both also have two national championships. Which one is it? Typically, what happens in these polls, and I'm going to be honest with you, okay? South Carolina's fan base mobilizes a bit better than Clemson does. So when we post something like this, Typically, Clemson will get off to an early lead. And then South Carolina mobilizes the fan base. And then it starts to go viral. And then South Carolina inevitably wins. Okay? Um, But, and they win because they hate Dabo. And you're always going to root for Dabo over any coach from South Carolina. This is not a question asking which sport is bigger, football or basketball. You know the answer to that, even though in Columbia, women's basketball is more popular than men's basketball and in quite a few other schools across the country. Okay, this is simply who is a better coach. And I'll be real with you here because I my belief is that a majority of people right now answering that question would say Don Staley. Um, And the reason is that there is a perception that Clemson has dipped a little bit. Perception is reality. Clemson has dipped a little bit. Meanwhile, the last three seasons, including this one, Don Staley has a total of three losses. The last three seasons, Don Staley, a total of three losses. Okay? 
Now, think about how absurd that is. That's mind-boggling stuff right there, okay? Meanwhile, you look at Clemson, and you look at Clemson from just last season. Clemson had three losses in the first six weeks of the season. Clemson had four losses in the first two months of the season. So, you know, Dabo Sweeney had more losses in two months than Don Staley has had in three seasons combined. And so I feel like that the the national perception is that Dabo Sweeney um, had a great run but might, may have lost his fastball. This is not Mark Ryan saying this. This is my belief of the perception that's out there, right? Um, Don Staley is viewed as, you know, suddenly we're not talking about Gino Auriemma anymore. I'm ashamed to say I, I can't think of the lady's last name that just set the all-time wins mark for Stanford. Vander Burke or something? I can't think of her name. Don Staley is so far and away the superstar of college basketball, we don't think of them anymore. Whereas in college football, there's a number of superstars, a number of superstar head coaches. So my feeling is that they, most people would say Don Staley is the best coach in the state of South Carolina right now. But my friends, the numbers are darn near identical. If Dabo does have an edge, okay, it is the conference record ever so slightly. Dabo's conference record at Clemson, 103 wins, 23 losses. That's a winning percentage of 817, 818, I'm sorry. Uh, Don Staley, winning percentage in conference, 775. Splitting hairs, right? 775 to 818. Overall winning percentage, 798 for both of them. Two national championships for both of them. Is your mind blown yet? So help us answer the debate. I will show you my answer. If you show me yours, Diesel will provide his as well. Um, guys, again, try not to just play along party lines. If you're going to say, well, Mark, I'm Clemson, and I really believe Dabo's the best coach in the States, give us the why. Why is he better than Don? Why? Tell, give us that information. 844-326-3663 on the Renewal by Anderson fan phone and on the text line, 71307. Start your text with the word fan and away you go. And offsides with you. We'll be back right after this. It's offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. The question and what we're talking about today and all calls, all texts, let's stay on topic here. All right. Don Staley or Dabo, who is between the two, the GOAT head coach in the state of South Carolina, the GOAT active head coach. Uh, yes, records in the ACC. A texter wants to know uh, Clemson Dabo has a slightly better record than Don. Uh, Dabo, 103-23, and 23, winning percentage of 818 in the ACC. Don, 189-55, and 55, winning percentage of 775 in the SEC. Is SEC women's basketball of a harder difficulty than ACC football? I know enough to say I think so. 
I think I think SEC women's basketball is at a higher level than ACC men's football. Okay, uh, but the question is, who is the goat coach right now? To me, it very rapidly came down to two, uh, and then I couldn't believe just how there was zero gap between them, none whatsoever. Eight four four three two six three six six three is the number. Diesel, I I will start first, and this is going to shock some people, but uh, I'm going to tell you that I think Don Staley's the best coach in the state. There is no fatal flaw in her game. She can motivate. She can recruit. She can uh, have her players rise to the moment. And the, the fortunately, the talent level in women's college basketball has improved to the point now where even a team like South Carolina can lose on any given day. For years, when the best team was 30 points better than the second best team, women's college basketball was no fun. But now you can get a team like the Gamecocks with three, four, five WNBA players on it, and you can put them up against a superstar like Caitlin Clark. She gets hot, they lose. The rest of the women's game has risen to that level. The increased exposure, TV time, etc., has all helped shed light and had, have more girls trying to become the next of the best, the next Aja Wilson, the next Caitlin Clark, the next Rebecca Lobo. Diesel, I think it's Don Staley because Dabo has a fatal flaw. He's got a blind spot in the transfer portal, um, and I don't, I don't see any blind spot for Don Staley right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you're right about that. Don Staley is still right there at that tippy-top level. Dabo Sweeney seems to be falling off. Just a little bit. We'll see if he can recover. And I think it's um, it's a philosophy difference. I mean, both are are absolutely elite. We're not we're not saying either one of them is not. But what makes Dawn Staley a better coach is is her willingness to adapt and Dabo's unwillingness. Diesel's going with one. Dawn Staley. Uh, let's see here. Mark, what are Dawn and Dabo's overall and conference records the last 10 years? Uh, Texter, I, I appreciate the question. Uh, I invite you to do that math and to text us with what you find. Okay? I invite you to do it. Uh, I gave you the total records. If you want to splice it down further than that, please feel free and let us know what you find. Um, let's see here. Mark, I guess you got to decide who makes more. Who plays in front of more? No, I, I don't think so. I don't think it's, it's – the question is who is the better coach, right? I do think it's harder to do it at bigger schools than in a Division II school. It's a whole different level of pressure, right? But I, I don't think Dabo feels more pressure than uh, Dawn Staley does. Dawn Staley's got a ton of pressure on her. The pressure Dabo Sweeney feels right now is because his team is falling short of expectations. When I consider the blind spot of Dabo at Clemson, the lack of the use of the transfer portal, when I consider that Dabo has more losses in the first two months of last year than Don Staley has had in the last three seasons, it's got to be Don. It's just, it's got it's to be Don. And, um, you know, look, three years ago, the answer's different. But these three years have not been kind to the Clemson Tigers. And I do feel like, and I, I, maybe this is why I was thinking about this, you know, um, 
I do feel like this recently, the torch was recently passed, you know? So uh, let me bring you into uh, something somewhat related. I was asked today, and I'm asked often, what a typical day is like. Now, this week isn't a typical week, because you guys know I've got the crud. But generally speaking, here is a typical week for me, okay? And um, the, having the wifey and, and Jackson has been great, because, like, you can't, like, th their days require you getting up. So 8 a.m. for me is breakfast. 8.30 to 11, roughly, is reading, guest prospecting, topic brainstorm sessions, promos that I have to do. Okay, so it's like, what do we want to talk about? I'm thinking about things like this topic. I'm thinking about what would be of interest to the audience. You know, uh, I'm thinking about what guests we might be able to add to the show. Today it was like, okay, I'd, I'd like to reach out to my guy in Tampa to give us some insight on who Dave Canales is, the new Carolina Panthers head coach. Then I think the way you get more knowledgeable is by reading. So I like read, read, read all the time. Uh, I had an internship back in the day with Fox Sports in Atlanta. And the guy, when the guy started the meeting, he said, all college kids in the room, he said, read, 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 write, 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 work, work, work. That, that was his advice. And so I read a lot. I just, I'm constantly reading. Guest prospecting, topic brainstorm, um, and, you know, what would we like to talk about today? I usually do it on, like, a notepad, chicken scratch, things like that. 11 a.m. to noon for me is usually exercise and lunch. Um, exercise and lunch. Then 12 p. to 2 p. is I bullet point and prep the show. You know, so then you start putting it down on paper. You start putting bullet points down. You start slotting things in certain time slots. What do we want to talk about when? Uh, and then 3 p. to 7 p. is showtime. And that's the day. Day begins 8 a.m. with breakfast. Day ends at 7 p.m. when the show's done. I try really hard to make it so that I'm not doing work when the show's over. Like, I try really hard to make sure all my work for the day is done by the time the show is done because my brain is like hamburger when the show is done every single day. As a matter of fact, Angela will tell you that it's not that I'm grumpy, but she learns, she's learned that between 7 and 8, she's probably not going to get a lot of conversation or deep thoughts from me. You know, so she saves her questions usually until like after 8 p.m. in the evening. I like need that decompressed time. All right. Renewal by Anderson phone line is open to you. Let's get to Ralph from Spartanburg, who is up first. Ralph, great to hear from you, my friend. What do you got? Uh, long time listener, first time caller. I truly uh, appreciate that, show. Ralph. Great to hear from you. Thank you. Enjoy the show very much. You and Diesel do an awesome job. Man, but it means the world to me that you said that, man. Poll, your kind words made my day. Yeah. Your, uh, to answer your poll question, Davo has done a great job, hands down, no doubt about it. Probably the greatest Clemson coach. But when you come down to it, uh, I've got to go with Dawn Staley. And my reason is, she does more with less players. And I agree with everything you and Diesel said, starting the segment and everything else on y'all's picks. But that's my opinion. 
Now, Ralph, can I ask what side of the rivalry are you on? I am a Gamecock fan. Uh, not going to okay. deny that. But I, okay. like I said, uh, Davo has done a great job hands down, and you got to give the man credit. He's done good with what he's done with. Ralph, I invite you not to be a stranger around these parts, and I invite you to give us a call anytime you'd like. And we loved hearing from you. Thank you so very much. Yes, sir. Let's keep it rolling. We got Rich in Chicago, who is up next on the show. Rich, it's down to Don and Dabo for the GOAT head coach in the state of South Carolina, both with winning percentages of 798. Who is it? Who's number one? I think uh, that wasn't my original topic, but I'll vote in on this. I think Staley is clear-cut, and I think it's about sustaining uh, the winning edge, and I think not only has she outperformed Queenie, I think it's going to be going forward, it'll be a, she'll swamp him. Going forward, she'll swamp him. So you're not forecasting a lot of success for Dabo in the future, eh? No. But, you know, okay. I wanted to give you one quick thing because then I, I don't want to get off topic, but this would be good for your national show. And it's, sure. I've talked to some, some folks about the Boers going to Alabama, and I've heard mm-hmm. nothing but horrible negativity from everybody that I value their opinion. Which is kind of interesting is I think, I think what his move to Alabama is going to guarantee that Georgia – is going to win the SEC for the next five years. And, and there's a bunch of things that are going on that I'll be brief because I don't want to get off topic, but there's something that I think is a good topic for you when you get on the national show. As he, he's got all of his assistant coaches, with the exception of one, are coming from Washington, a Pac-12 team. And as you know, you've got to be able to obviously recruit the SEC and be locked in to – high school coaches. He doesn't have anybody. He's kept one guy from the Saban era. That's it, which is a big problem. Secondly, their schedule. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to tell you, their schedule is unbelievable. You know, you talk about the Gators having a tough schedule. They could easily lose four games next year. They've lost already two two starters to the transfer portal. And one five-star guy. Who was well, Rich, let me, let me interrupt here. Let me interrupt and say this to you. What would a good job for Kalen DeBoer be? Because there's only one Nick Saban. Kirby Smart was passing Nick Saban anyway. And Georgia may have won the SEC the next five years anyway. So what would a good run for Kalen DeBoer be? I say if, an, if he averages 10-2 and two a season, he's doing a really great job there. He goes 10-2, and two, he gets fired. I don't think he'll last three years. Well, I think that's a why. really great job. All right, well, that's, that's an yeah. Alabama problem. That's not a, that's not a Kalen problem. 10-2 and two is be uh, an well, outstanding job, in my opinion. Yeah, well, he's not Nick Saban. Here's, and here's why. Let me give you this just quick, because I don't have the future schedules, but he's got easily four losses coming up in next year's schedule. They play at Wisconsin. Here, here are teams that can beat them. At Wisconsin – Georgia at Tennessee, uh, Missouri, uh, you can lose that game. Uh, they've got at Oklahoma and Auburn. Now, that's five or six games 
that are either toss-ups or they're at a disadvantage. And they're at a disadvantage because it's not Nick Saban and the kids that go there to play in the NFL. I think he's got a big problem. I think, and, and I'll predict this, and, you, and this is 2024 in January. I think the best case is nine and three. I think he could easily go eight and four. Eight and four runs you out of town at Tuscaloosa. Okay, but not not in one year. Rich, uh, I really do appreciate the phone call, buddy. Thank you so much for calling us up. Um, And uh, thanks, guys, for uh, taking part in the the topic. Mark, I got Don also. They probably would have won a third title in the COVID year, but she didn't make any adjustments when Caitlin Clark scored at will against them. Really scored at will. Yeah, I mean, how about take the ball out of her hands? Um in the national semifinals. I've often heard Charles Barkley say, I don't understand the strategy. You know, like, I am not going to let that person beat me. Caitlin Clark beat me. So he's taking the ball out of her hands. Why didn't Dawn Staley do that? Man, brother, the world may never know. Rich, good to hear from you. Ralph and Spartanburg, first time. Don't let it be a long time, my friend. It's great to hear from you as well. We've got the top five at five coming your way next here on Offsides. We are the Fan Upstate. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.